Tonight on KXAN News at 5, the search for a missing 11-year-old East Texas girl continues. What police are asking from the public. And just this morning, a student with a gun on campus in North Texas here from an eyewitness. And warmer breezes are blowing back in this evening when 80-degree weather returns in first warning weather. President Biden saying today he's weighing new sanctions against Russia in response to the death of top opposition leader Alexei Navalny inside a Russian prison. We already have sanctions moving and we're considering additional sanctions, yes. Navalny's widow meeting with European Union ministers after vowing to carry on the fight for freedom against Russian President Vladimir Putin and accusing the Kremlin of hiding her husband's body to cover up his murder. Russian authorities deny wrongdoing. Putin is a threat to all free nations. It comes as Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addressed world leaders at the Munich Security Conference and met with Vice President Kamala Harris. We need now your unity. As well as bipartisan members of Congress underscoring his country's dire shortage of weapons and ammunition. As Russia claimed its first major advance in nearly a year, the strategically important city of Avdivka. President Biden blasting Republicans in Congress for blocking more military aid. The way they're walking away from the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away from NATO, the way they're walking away from meeting our obligations, in an NBC News exclusive, Vice President Harris slamming former President Trump for saying he would encourage Russia to do what it wants against NATO allies who don't spend enough on defense. No previous United States president, regardless of their party, has bowed down to a Russian dictator before. The former president over the weekend insisted Russia would not have invaded Ukraine if he were in office, today acknowledging Alexei Navalny's death for the first time without condemning Putin. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And early voting starts tomorrow in the Texas primary. New polls show Donald Trump is set for a huge victory on March 5th. The Texas Politics Project at the University of Texas asked registered voters who they plan to vote for. And Mr. Trump came out on top by far. 80% of people polled said they plan to vote for the former president. 9% said they would back Nikki Haley. Now, she's barely ahead of Ron DeSantis in the poll. He's no longer in the race. Right now, obviously, our graphic not matching up with what we're talking Talking about. The poll asked voters as well who they plan to throw support behind in November. Trump came out on top again. Here's that graphic now matching 48% of the vote, and that is seven points ahead of President Joe Biden. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, after the coolest couple days of the month over the weekend with highs in the 50s, the winds of change are blowing in. We've got gusty winds up in Round Rock under sunny skies on the Whittlesea Landscape Supply Cam. Winds not terribly strong, but 5 to 15 miles per hour with some higher gusts from the southwest. This is a warm wind direction, and look at the hill country. It's boosting us to 71 in Burnett, 76 in San Saba. The rest of us have been in the middle and upper 60s, 69 right now. Now in Georgetown. Coming up in your forecast, we are tracking the warmest days of the year starting tomorrow. I'll show you when the winds get even stronger and any rain on the horizon. Mike? 
David, thanks. Police in East Texas are asking for help in the search for a missing 11-year-old girl. Audrey Cunningham was last seen Thursday morning near her home in Livingston. Her family says she never made it on the school bus. Officials believe Don Siegel McDo Stephen McDougal was the last person to see Audrey. He's already in police custody on unrelated charges. At a news conference this afternoon, police said McDougal lives nearby and had previous contact with the girl. There were some occasions that he, he did take, drop her off at the bus stop or even take her to school if she missed the bus. Officials are asking the public for videos that could help piece together McDougal's movements. Frightening moments this morning after police say a student brought a gun to a school near Dallas. It led to gunfire on campus. Katie Blakey has details from the school in Mesquite. Now, just before 9 o'clock this morning, Mesquite police say they responded to reports of a student with a gun on campus. Officers tried negotiating and shots were fired. The armed student was taken to the hospital with unknown injuries. Mesquite police have not revealed any information about the student's age or how it was discovered they had a gun. The relief, though, for so many here is learning that no other students, staff, or officers were hurt. Take a listen to how one student described what she heard. I heard gunshots. The principal, she was started yelling. It was right outside our classroom. She started yelling, put the put it down, put it down. And then it passed like a few minutes and all you hear is like the gunshots outside. I was like confused for a minute. I didn't know what to do because I was crying and shaking. And I was really scared and I, was, I have to call my mom just in case. Just a terrifying ordeal for that student and so many here on the campus this morning. We're still waiting to hear from the school about next steps and what the rest of this week looks like. As long as we wait with more information from Mesquite Police to see if they reveal any new information about what took place inside this campus. Still to come, the Lakewood Church in Houston held its first services since last week's shooting. Why worshipers say they're not afraid to return. And AI seems to be everywhere now. How small businesses are using this technology. And the Eiffel Tower closed today. Why the attraction staff didn't go to work. A Minnesota community grieving after three first responders were killed and another injured in the line of duty. NBC's Adrian Broadus is in Burnsville, just south of Minneapolis, with more. Grief and heartache here in Burnsville, Minnesota. It's about 20 miles south of Minneapolis. This after three first responders were killed early Sunday morning. Two of them were officers only 27 years old. Investigators say they responded to a call for a family in danger. When officers showed up on the scene, they were met by a man who was barricaded inside of a home with seven children. The youngest child was only two years old. The old oldest was 15. The shooter is dead, but investigators have not said how that man died. It's unclear if he died in an exchange of gunfire or if he died by suicide. Today, outside of the police station, people are paying tribute and remembering the fallen who sacrificed their lives. Also killed a firefighter paramedic who was part of the SWAT team who responded. One other officer who was injured is expected to make a full recovery. Those children who were trapped inside are home safe. Back to you. Thousands returned to Lakewood Church in Houston for the first Sunday services since last week's shooting that wounded two, including the shooter's son. NBC's Priscilla Thompson has more. Lord, I 
just ask you. Tears of gratitude filling the sanctuary at Houston's Lakewood Church Sunday. A week ago, Lord, pushing back forces of darkness, that your angels were here protecting us. Just one week after a shooter walked into the mega church with her seven-year-old son and an assault rifle and opened fire. An emotional Pastor Joel Osteen honoring the church's security team and the two off-duty officers who fired back. These are heroes. Courage rose up in them. They fought fear and they saved us all. And helped congregants feel safe to return. It could have been so much worse that God's protection was there. Didn't feel any hesitation coming back. The shooter, a 36-year-old woman, was killed. Records show she had a history of mental illness and that authorities had confiscated guns from her several times before. That's a problem in our nation. Uh, those individuals who are suffering uh, from mental illness, so let's, let's get together and let's do common sense legislation. On, on, on gun uh, uh, laws. Police have not given a motive, but said a dispute between the shooter and her ex-husband's family may be related. Police say her son was shot in the head and remains hospitalized in critical condition. The boy's paternal grandmother writing on social media, he's clinging to life after doctors removed a portion of his skull. Osteen also encouraging his congregants to remain faithful and fearless. This is a time to shine brighter than ever, to share more hope, to dig down deep and say we will not fear for our God is stronger. And Lakewood is one of the largest megachurches in the United States with services broadcasted live around the world. The building used to be the arena where the Houston Rockets played. Just ahead, how small businesses are using AI to make their jobs easier. And with the chilly weather over the weekend, the temperature of Lake Travis cooled off by 2 degrees back into the 50s. Otherwise, no big news from the Lake Department. And we've got a dry, warm stretch ahead of us. I'll show you how warm we get this week after this. Well, creating and maintaining a small business can be costly from paying for marketing to bookkeeping, and it has some small business owners turning to artificial intelligence. According to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, about 25% of small businesses say they're using or testing AI so they can outpace competitors. KXN's Sarah Alshay explains how some local businesses are using the technology. family started Franklin Music Academy in South Austin back in 2010. As their business continues to grow, they've added new tools to help them expand. One of them, artificial intelligence. You can have an AI do project management, um, tasking, um, marketing, content, um, creation. As a small business owner, Shawnee Montique Ahmad says costs add up, but she says AI helps cut down on some of those expenses. QuickBooks has a automation where they basically learn your transactions. I do have a bookkeeper that oversees that, but we're obviously paying her bookkeeper less because AI is in the, um, the forefront of everything there. She learned all that she knows from instructor Julie Niehoff. How long did that take us? Less than 30 30 seconds, 30 seconds to pull that together. Nihoff and her husband yeah. teach small businesses how to use AI via classes with the city of Austin. We have written a book called Demystifying AI. And their own website, Distance Learning Media. Nihoff says she understands concerns around AI replacing jobs. It will replace some functions, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that that person doesn't need to have a job 
doing what they do, take the reins and sort of run that race with those tools. At the end of the day, Niehoff says AI still needs that human touch. Their experience cannot re be replaced by that machine. You still need to put that human layer of intelligence. It's a tool Montique Ahmad and her family plan on using to continue growing business for years to come. Sarah Alsheh, KXAN News. A report released last October looked at how common it is for small businesses to use AI. The survey from the Small Business and Entrepreneur Council shows businesses that make more money are more likely to use the technology. Two-thirds of businesses that make less than $100,000 in revenue reported using AI. That rose to 76% for businesses making up to half a million dollars. The survey found 86% of small businesses make more, making more than a million dollars use AI tools. Well, we have plenty of sunshine here in Central Texas, but there are folks over along the West Coast that are dealing with some bumpy weather. Almost the entire population of California is under a flood alert. Absolutely. And meteorologist David Yeomans joins us now, and uh, they have too much. We're still in the case where we don't have enough. <laughs> That's right. We're watching the storm, though. It is impressive with flood warnings in effect near San Francisco. Winter storm warnings in the meantime up in the Sierra Nevada mountains near Lake Tahoe. You can see flooding rain, low water crossings dangerous. This storm is not going to bring us any rain, but it will actually contribute to our warm and windy weather. Let me explain why. On the maps, here we are under clear skies in Texas, high pressure, a fair weather system coming in from Mexico. There's that big gargantuan storm along the west coast. This is going to be deflected away from us by this high pressure ridge over the next few days. This almost summer-like ridge of high pressure, although with no triple digits attached, builds in from the west. So you can imagine how that California storm just bounces right around it far north of our area. Later in the week, the high pressure shrinks away a little bit, but then it returns this weekend. As that storm passes by us, it will actually draw warm south winds into it, contributing to the warmest days of the year so far. South winds, of course, they don't blow every time I show you the camera, but I promise this windsock has been moving out in Lakeway. Sunny skies, warmer temperatures by a big margin today. 69 out on the roof of the hospital on 620. Some folks out west are 22 degrees warmer than yesterday at this time in the Austin area, generally 10 to 15 degree jump over the past 24 hours. Statewide, the chill of the weekend is now being erased. After many of us outside of town saw a couple of freezing cold mornings, it's now 78 in San Angelo, upper 60s up and down much of I-35. And over the next seven days, with that ridge of high pressure in control, we stay warm and we stay dry. Tomorrow, a beginning of 80-degree weather for the first time in 2024. Temperatures ramp up further by Thursday. They do fluctuate a little bit late week into the weekend and beyond. But notice our average high this time of the year, 67 degrees. We will be far above that for at least the next seven days. This continues what has been a warmer than normal February and also a pretty dry February for many of us, especially out in the hill country over the next seven days. Unfortunately, we will not help that situation with no rainfall expected whatsoever. We are seeing some signs that beyond the seven day outlook, end of February, beginning of March, we may see a half inch or one inch of rain return, but that's just not in the forecast for the next week. So wash your car while being mindful of water restrictions, of course. Fog could be an issue, though, over the next several mornings, and that is because south winds are bringing in some more moisture. 
by tomorrow morning. Starting after midnight tonight, light fog builds into our eastern counties by sunrise and your morning commute east of I-35, maybe in town in places like Maynard, Pflugerville, and the Austin Airport. Some thick fog comes in from the east. Out in Bastrop and Giddings, pretty dense fog with visibility under a half a mile to start your day. This will slowly burn off by midday, then rinse and repeat on Wednesday. South winds bring in even more moisture by that time, leading to more widespread dense morning fog. Wednesday morning, even in Austin, I think we'll have to fight through some foggy stuff, and then it'll burn off by midday. This continues for many days this week. So here comes the warmer night, 45 degrees instead of the 30s, courtesy of light southwest winds continuing. A waxing gibbous moon, which means it's almost full, and it's about to be in a few days. Tomorrow's forecast, 80 degrees, the warmest day of the year so far. Sunshine and a gusty south wind at 10 to 20. Seven-day forecast showing morning clouds, afternoon sun on a couple of windy days as that storm passes north of Texas Wednesday and Thursday. Notice the morning lows back in the 60s with fog early Thursday. Late this week, there's the cool front that I mentioned, but it's just cool. It's not quite cold. Temperatures still comfortable behind it in the 70s and dry weather continuing for at least the next week. If you're already making weekend plans here on a Monday, I don't blame you. Next weekend is going to be great. Temperatures both days in the upper 70s. Thanks, David. Well, if you're looking to get away for a while, how about like a year or so? NASA might be the place that could help you out, although I'm not sure how you'll take to the accommodations, how you could help get us closer to Mars. Tomorrow, 2024 GOP presidential candidate Nikki Haley joins Blake Berman ahead of the South Carolina primary to discuss the presidential race and next steps for her campaign. Tomorrow, 6, 5 central, only on News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. NASA is looking for some volunteer Martians for a new mission. Starting in the spring of 2025, a four-person crew will spend a year sealed inside a habitat at the Johnson Space Center in Houston as part of NASA's Armidus campaign. The mission simulates the challenges that a team would face on Mars, including resource limitations, communication delays, and equipment failure. Sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Crew selection will be based on NASA's astronaut candidate requirements. The application deadline is Tuesday, April the 2nd. In Paris today, tourists were turned away from the Eiffel Tower as employees go on strike. A representative of the General Confederation of Labor says employees are striking for a salary increase. This as ticket sales and better maintenance of the tower are driving revenue up. We're a little disappointed, but we understand that people, you know, deserve a fair wage and they deserve, you know, proper working conditions. The Eiffel Tower was also closed in December of 2023 for a strike over contract negotiations. The European Commission plans to impose a 500 million euro fine on Apple, according to a report in the Financial Times. That comes out to just under $540 million. The paper said investors launched a probe after a music streaming service, Spotify, accused Apple of violating European Union competition law. Spotify complained Apple favored its own music service on its devices over competing streaming platforms. If the fine is imposed, it will be one of the most expensive penalties the EU has ever placed on a tech firm. Coming up tonight on KXAN, we have an episode of America's Got Talent, Fantasy League, starting at 7. Then at 9, catch an episode of The Irrational. That's followed by KXAN News at 10 o'clock. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. And here's where to find us 